The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, I'm your host, Peter Strachan. Welcome to this Stockhead podcast. Today, we're revisiting Metgasco's projects in the Cooper Aramanga and the Perth Basins. I want to hear an update on recent appraisal drilling on the 25% held Valley gas field and the Cooper Basin's plans for exploration drilling in the nearby and also in the uh, in the Perth Basin. To bring us up to speed, uh, we are delighted to again welcome Ken Aitken, who is the company's managing director. Welcome, Ken. Hi, Peter. Let's begin with what I would classify as the most exciting and significant news about the company's work in the Cooper Aramanga Basin. Can you tell us uh, what the recent Vale 2 well has found and what this could mean for additional gas resources, not only in the Pachuara Formation, which is already estimated to hold about 33 petajoules of sales gas, but also for the overlying Talachi Formation? Yeah, th- and thanks, Pete, for the opportunity to, up- to update uh, your listeners. Uh, yeah, it's been an exciting week. Uh, so Vale 2 uh, yeah, has been uh, drilled to TD and logged, and uh, we announced the results just yesterday. Uh, and I'm happy to say that um, all of the objectives of of Valley Two, you know, were ticked off. We 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 did drill through a, a, a good patch of wire, um, a thick reservoir similar to Valley Valley One, but uh, we think maybe you know, a little bit uh, more net pay uh, from what we see. And also uh, in the Talachi Reservoir, we we recovered a, a gas sample uh, from that zone. And we didn't get that, that sample in um, in Valley 1. So we've got that, that sample going off to the lab right now just to check um, the constituents, CO2, etc. But what that means for... The valley, t- so it was an appraisal well, Valley Two, but the expiration part of it was proving up some gas uh, in the Talachi. We had 33 petajoules uh, that were uh, certified by ERC independently uh, before Christmas, and um, this additional discovery or sample from Talachi will allow us to, um, you know, upgrade th- these reserves. Certainly, we're going to go to uh, most likely go to an independent certifier and they will review the data once we get all the sample, the gas sample information through. Uh, we're the sort of pre-drill numbers were, you know, it could be anywhere between uh, sort of one to four to five BCF, depending on um, the the log final petrophysical analysis of, of the log. So that'll be a, a really good addition uh, to the 33 petajoules of reserve that has already been appropriated to, to the Valley thing. Ken, just to avoid a doubt, did uh, the Valley one not have any gas in the Talachi or you just didn't take a sample of what you what was there? Yeah, we it didn't have the same um, the, the, the same porosity and permeability and we couldn't get it was a much the hole was was much bigger. We got a slightly better mud recipe in, in the well, yeah. and we got more of a gun barrel hole. So in Valley 1, we the reason we didn't uh, 
put that forward to ERC for for reserve determination was that we just weren't we wasn't sure from the logs the resistivity if it was if it was gas or water. So yeah. what we did with Valley Two, we went up structure. I think we were about six or seven meters higher. So the 3D seismic showed that in in Valley Two we were going to the uh, we 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 uh, picked the location of the well purely to get up structure on the Talachi. Yeah. And, and test that and hopefully get that gun barrel hole, which we did do, and recover the gas sample. So all in all, I think uh, we took the lessons learned on maybe the mud system on Valley 1, yeah. got a better hole and got a sample. So it, there was a bit of doubt and still is until um, we uh, really understand the resistivity and what it means. But knowing that the gas, is, the gas samples come out there, we're, um, we're, we're very confident that we'll increase our... Um, our valley reserves in that Talachi Reservoir. Yeah, and also, so when you tested Valley 1 in the Pachawara, you got a, a good flow, you know, near you know, 4.3 million cubic feet a day and up to sort of 7.5. Hmm. Um, and I think at the time Vintage said that they thought they could get it to flow at 5 million cubic feet a day on on uh, production. Hmm. Um, and you've just said that uh, in this uh, appraisal world, you've actually got a thicker sedimentary sequence. So, that, hmm. again, you might have more room for the estimators to come back with a few more extra BCF just in the Pachawara as well. That's right. We, we'll be looking at the uh, our estimates because we assume, when you, as you know, when you drill Valley 1, you assume a thickness across a, a, a square kilometre of, of, of top reservoir for the Pachawara. And we'll look uh, at this information. Geology is never like that. It sometimes thins, sometimes thickens. And the quality of the reservoir is, you know, it looks good. We sell in the basal area, the, the what we call the VC50 area of the Pachawara looks really interesting. But just going okay. back to the Talachi Pier, one thing is, one of the one of the object, one of the, uh, the good things about the Talachi, what you saw in the Miller Darcy Centre Poise uh, of of the sample that came into the chamber, it, this could be a conventional reservoir. So we did have to fracture the Pachawara, and I'm and I'm sure we'll do that as well in Valley too. But there may be the bonus that we don't need to spend the dollars to to get uh, the Talachi flowing conventionally as it does in some of the offset. Um, Santos wells at Beckler, it flows quite strong up to uh, far between five and ten million cubic feet a day. For the benefit of the non-technical listeners, the Darcy's is a measurement of the permeability of the uh, sediments, and so <laughs> uh, what we're seeing here is that the overlying Talachi seems to have conventional sort of permeability levels, which means that the gas will flow nicely. Now you're moving on, uh, Ken, to get ready to drill the nearby. Odin Prospect, which is about what eight, ten kilometres to the uh, west or something. Um, That's right. Or a neighbouring permit. What do the results from Vale tell you now about Odin? I mean, that must increase your uh, confidence. Yeah, it does, because what you do is you look at the uh, the seismic, three D seismic across both Odin and Vale, and you see the, the similar top features. Uh, I'm just looking at the picture right now. Obviously, you can't see it on the podcast. Um, it, so Odin is, is is a look. We call it a lookalike of a valley. It was uh, the reason we want. We, we farmed into PRL two one one about eighteen months ago now. Uh, it was owned by Senex. Uh, Senex have now sold to Beach. So uh, so each of the three partners are, are taking a pro rata 
effectively paying 100% for 85, and we're paying 25% of the well for 21.25%. So it's, for us, it was a good thing to do because it, it, it sort of split. It, it, it was half in um, the Queensland block and, and ATP 2021 and half on PRL 211. So we're drilling this in the South Australia side of the border. Uh, and uh, it's, it's very, very similar on a, a geophysical and geoscience basis, we believe. And the good thing is you've got 25% on the eastern side, on the Queensland side of the border. So you get that as a bit of a bonus if it's a discovery. That's right. Uh, so we, you know, we once we've paid the farm in terms of, you know, we're we're planning to put that development pipeline to Beckler quite close by Odin. You know, obviously, if we get the the result that we want, so it'll be. Uh, and once we get an uh, approval from a joint venture partner, Beach and the rest of the joint venture, we'd that would be another one of the the wells that we'd be producing, and uh, what we call the. Uh, the, the valley production hub for, for want of a better expression uh, so that, that would give us you know three wells yeah. uh, and we do have a an option on the rig uh we've got so it was a two firm well plus one option on the on the slumberjee rig and we're we're just reviewing the decision on on which way to go on that option as we speak yeah. okay so um will uh shareholders see uh, results by the middle of june do you think uh, ken yeah definitely yeah uh, we the good news for us on Valley Two was that um, we, we we were two or three days ahead of, of schedule. Uh, these these wells don't take long to drill and log. The logging always seems to take a bit longer because you always add more points. Um, but we were two or three days ahead, so we expect early June to um, yeah to the first certainly the first week in June have have the results uh, and and hopefully announce a, a, a touch with another good uh, gas discovery on on uh, Odin. Yeah, so look, as I said, the uh, Vale flow testing showed that, uh, you know, production of about 5 million cubic feet a day from a well. Mm. Um, so I guess final engineering for a production will depend on the results from Odin mm. and the number of wells that your engineers tell you you require to fully develop Vale. But, uh, you know, would a 10 or 15 million cubic feet a day be a good starting point for the hub? Yeah, it certainly would do. I mean, we, we know that uh, three wells can produce around 15. The yeah. hydraulically fractured wells uh, do come off in production, you know, relatively quickly. So, you yeah. you know, you would certainly start, we'd certainly start at, at 15 and and then see where, you know, see where the production rate levels. So yeah. given a, a good gas sales contract in the Eastern States, gas, gas market is picking up and today, I'm happy to say we got the final ACCC approval for the joint marketing to the Eastern States market. We had an interim approval in January, uh, but that means now we can go full, uh, and that allowed us to put put indicative contracts together through to the end of the year. But we decided to hold off because the market was rising, and we'll certainly be in the market, and and, and we've got contacts out through a gas marketer. Uh, and we're very comfortable that we'll we'll get a, a good price and a, and a good deal, and that was the that was the reason we wanted to drill appraisal wells. Yeah. So Ken, by July, let's say you know you're hoping that you'll have something like 50 petajoules of gas in in the region. You know, with the Vale upgraded, and let's say another eight or ten uh, petajoules at uh, Odin, is which is I think that's the the target there. Um, what would be the time frame to getting that gas into market given the you know the closeness of the transport infrastructure 
So we've already done the, the feed study on the pipeline. And as I said earlier, it's designed to run quite close close by the Odin, the Odin well. And it's, um, it's about 12 to 13 kilometers from Valley 1 through to where the Beckler tie-in point is that we've... Um, we've been discussing with Santos. So we, uh, so, so as far as that goes, it's just the ordering of the, the pipelines. It's going to be uh, flexible lines that we'll put in, probably two to get up to that 15 million standard cubic feet a day rate. Yeah. Uh, so that, that is, you know, typically that equipment, uh, certainly a couple of months ago was sitting in, in uh, I think it was in Queensland, it was available. So they okay. we have to put a, a water handling system in as well. It'll be, water yeah. condensation when you clean the wells up a little bit as well maybe yeah. a heater in because it's quite deep hot wells so we'll have to take um sorry not a heater a cooler uh and uh bob's your uncle we're ready to yeah. we've got to put a, a the gsa but also the process and agreement with santos what's your next steps there at atp 2020 uh so atp 2020 um that is uh our other cooper aeromanga basin uh license which uh, a couple of months ago, we announced some prospective resources on. Now that's a shallow. That's going to be a shallow well. It's a prospect that we've uh, mapped up after reprocessing the old seismic. Uh, we put the marketing on on ATP 2020 on on hold when the COVID the COVID nineteen pandemic hit last last year. We timed a run on the marketing with the oil price run, and there is quite a sizable about a six million barrel. Um, recoverable prospective oil resource in the Wyandra and Hutton Reservoir, and also about 13, about 13 um, BCF recoverable in, in the, um, the, uh, the Talachian Pachawara there. So, so we, uh, you know, so it's a very interesting prospect. So we've got a number of companies in the, in the data room, uh, and they are going through that data right now, and I'm hoping to... Um, have a good outcome and 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 have a you know an equally strong partner like like you know, that um, and get some drilling done in the same way we did on yeah. ATP twenty twenty one. To for the avoidance of doubt, that's those are prospective resources undiscovered. That's the the target that you're going for there. That's right, and and we when we we're looking through the data, there there was a you know block uh, to just to the west there that that Santos had released. And we put an application in, in for that license as well because we uh, we see some of the, uh, the some of the geological structures just you know, going into the, the block next door. So we, we we put that application in. We will find that, for, uh, that the results of that application from the Queensland government towards the end of the year, early next year. What do you call a prospect in twenty twenty? It's uh, Loki, another. Uh, another Greek god, okay. <laughs> Odin and Loki. I think there's a, a Loki movie coming out as well, so it's quite a oh, timely yeah. well. Mate, so. you're, you're gonna stick, when you're on a winner, you're going to stick with that sort of naming nomenclature. You yeah. Don't go to footballers or something like that. When you <laughs> made so, far, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. How, um, how are you going for funding? Oh, you've, obviously, Vale is all funded. Odin, you've got to pay 25% of that. Have you got that? under control for farming? yes yeah the, the way that the farming went uh, you know we had to pay that uh, it was just you know that is already funded so we've um, yep. put that down just the way the, the the farming agreement terms were so we're fully funded through uh the odin well uh and then uh, at the end of march in our quarterly report we uh we we had about about six fifty seven hundred thousand cash and and two point seven million dollars of Byron Equity, Byron Energy shares, which uh, through previous 
relationships with Byron that we picked up over the years. So we're, um, so we're, you know, we're funded through these two wells, uh, and we plan to, and I think we said this in our quarterly report that uh, that we will be based on the timing of other operations in our portfolio and the development decisions that we take on on Valley. We, you know, we'll. Um, We'll be looking to uh, you know, a funding strategy for both once we understand the timing more fully and the, the quantum. Yeah, once Odin's done and dusted, you'll be able to know where you're going. So now, quite exciting, uh, Cervantes Oil Prospect in the mm-hmm. uh, near shore, or, or just I'm sorry, onshore, but near coastline Cervantes Oil Prospect. You've got 50% of that at the moment. Uh, you're working up towards getting a rig there. What's the current status of uh, drilling? I think it's a 15 or 17 million barrel prospective resource. Yeah, that's right. It's 15 million barrel recoverable oil. So it's one of the biggest uh, undrilled uh, oil prospects in uh, certainly in the onshore Perth Basin. And I think Eric might have some bigger things up in the canning, but we are very excited by uh, trying to, uh, you know, Drilling that, it's, a, it's a going to be a deviated well. Uh, we are looking at three, the same three uh, zones that uh, Strike discovered in West Aragala too, but they're, they're targeting oil. So yeah. we've got the Dongra and the High Cliff and the Kenya. So if we hit that trifecta uh, and we get, um, uh, we, we think it's 15 million barrels recoverable. Risk did a study a, a couple of years ago and came up with 17. Um, I know that area very well, having worked in and managed the production operations for Origin. Uh, it's an exciting well. Uh, we're waiting on um, the, uh, the environmental approval. We're, you know, we're inside a nature reserve there and, and we're working away with the EPA. We expect the, uh, the, the approvals for, for the, from the environmentals, uh, certainly before the end of the financial year. Uh, the, we have signed a, a letter of intent with a rig operator uh, and we're, we're just waiting on that. Um, we, we'd like the, the, so a company called Refine Energy, who uh, who are going to bring a rig, have brought the rig over to drill a well on the Jingamaya field and also Jingamaya Deep, which is called Tamar. So we're, uh, before finalising that that contract, um, we're just waiting in the uh, all of the. Uh, the you know the confirmation that that that, that rig is going to drill uh, prior to to us drilling in Cervantes. We just want to make sure we've got a what you call a you know a hot rigging crew to yeah. to ensure that we get a smooth operation on Cervantes. The timing of Cervantes is is currently at the quarter three calendar year this year, uh, and you know getting the um, finalising that rig agreement and and the and also getting a, an environmental approvals through will be the catalyst to to what we do next. Well, Ken, you've got a, a pretty active a couple of months or a couple of quarters, I should say, uh, with uh, evaluating Valley 2 and then the drilling of, of your Odin and then, and then the, all the engineering and uh, the, uh, you know, signing up the offtake agreements for gas and putting the pipe on the ground. It's going to be very exciting. And, mm. of course, as you move through, get that um, approvals for Cervantes and hopefully another well by the end of this year. Um, you know, if you've got uh, a decent stake in 15 million barrels of oil, that would be uh, a real uh, game changer for Medgasco. So, it's, it's, it certainly is. You know, it's, we we're paying 50 percent of the well for 30 percent interest. That was our promoting and, and Vintage Energy, who 
our, our operator on, on Valley are, um, came into that project as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're, um, yeah, there would be a, a great result uh, for us because oil prices, as we said earlier, is, 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 is really good compared to where it was this time last year. Yeah. It wasn't anywhere. Uh, yeah. So the timing could be great. And uh, it's very close to the Jingamaya facility. It's a short three-kilometer pipeline. Yeah, and yeah. so monetizing that, and we've already got plans for um, the, the selling of the oil. The BP Quinana shut down. The uh, there's yeah. uh, companies like Triangle and some of the other um, West Coast producers have struck a deal for storage uh, down at down at BP. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it's an import terminal, but it can also be an oil export terminal. And there's other options as well up 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 north at Geraldton. So we're, I think, commercialising our path to market is very clear. We just need to get that trifecta of reservoirs and we've hit a home run. Okay, Ken, well, thanks for coming in today. That's a fantastic update. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing what happens over the next uh, three or four months on various parts of the business. Great, thanks very much, Peter. Thanks for the opportunity.